Podcast Answer Man, episode number 221. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hey everybody, this is Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're listening to the podcast Answer Man. And welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you are a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or you haven't yet recorded that first episode. There's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. You know, I was just having a conversation with a great friend of mine uh, and fellow podcaster, Father Roderick Von Hogan uh, from sqpn.com. He and I do a show every week together called Balanced Living Weekly. You can check it out at balancedlivingweekly.com. And we were joking around about the fact that we have no kind of predetermined text to describe, you know, like a tagline or, or an opening script to follow to kind of explain to you know, people who are tuning into the podcast for the very first time, uh, what this show is about. You know, every episode recently, at least for the last, I don't know, maybe 20 or so episodes, I guess, maybe it's not even been that long. Uh, my my script at the beginning is the same. You know, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man, the podcast about podcasting. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, uh, t- helping you to take your show to the next level. doesn't matter if you're a brand new, you know, the whole thing is it's word for word, usually almost exactly the same every single week. And uh, Father Roderick was shocked to learn that I don't have that written anywhere. I've never written that down anywhere. And it just finally, after trying to describe the show over time, it, it finally started to sound more and more the the same. And and before I knew it, it became kind of routine and, and people started actually when they leave feedback, it's like, you know, and, and, and I'm going to take my show to the next level. And I'm like, oh, you know, people are starting to pick up on that. And, and so I, I don't know why I bring all of this up, up, but just to say, hey, you know, I, I just want to let you know that, you know, maybe it's time to think about describing your show and 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 the next step for you to take your show to the next level is to have a very clear um, way of communicating week after week where people, where you can actually say, Hey, I know exactly what my show is and I know exactly how to communicate it to you to the best, you know, for the best way for you just to pick up and know exactly what you're going to get here and what we're all about within the first, you know, 60 seconds of the show, you're going to know what this thing's about. And, um, I don't have that for all my other shows. And I can tell you right now, I really wish that I did. And so, Ah, it's going to take some time uh, for me to put it on my to-do list and to to kind of come up with those scripts. But I, you know, it's not something I want to read, but I just want to have a really good feel of, hey, this is what this show is. This is how I'm going to communicate it to you. And yeah, I spent some time over the course of a period of time really identifying who I am and what this show is. So maybe that's something can uh, help you out there. And it wasn't even in my show notes here to talk to you guys about today. Instead... I am very excited to say that I got some wonderful feedback about last week's episode 
that I did with um, Christian from Servant Hosting. Uh, some of you picked up and said, you know what, Cliff, you, I know you said it wasn't supposed to be a infomercial or a commercial for Servant, but it very much was so for me because I'm going to be switching over. It worked. And it really wasn't my goal to get everybody to switch over to Servant. Yes, I do have an affiliate relationship with them, but to be honest with you, I really do believe that approximately nine out of every 10 people who listen to this show, shared hosting is more than enough. But if you are in the situation, like some of the people who emailed me and says, you know what, Cliff, I have been podcasting, I've been running off of shared hosting, but I have been creating these digital products. People are buying these products. They're coming to my site to watch these videos that I've put on my site, much in the way that you describe in your uh, webinar and digital products workflow tutorial that I purchased from you and watched on your site. And you're, you have a very good point about, you know, you know, sure, if I'm a blog or if I'm a podcast and my site's down for 15 minutes one day and that happens about once or twice a month, that's not a big deal. But man, if somebody's paid 50, 75, 100, $150 for a product and they come to my site and it's not available for 15 or 20 minutes while, you know, at, just after they purchased it, oh my goodness, that's not good. Or, heaven forbid, somebody's been hearing about your product or service and, and then all of a sudden they're, they're like, you know what, I am gonna, I'm going to go over, I'm going to buy that right now, I'm going to go check it out. And then all of a sudden your site's down. That, those, those are when it's like, okay, maybe you've outgrown that shared hosting. So, um, you know, I, I'm very excited about the information that came out in last week's episode. And for those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, if you want to know the difference between shared hosting VPS, aka virtual private servers, or um, dedicated hosting, hosting, and 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 how scary all that stuff either is or maybe shouldn't be, uh, go go back to episode two twenty, last week's episode, and check that out. Uh, this week, I am returning to my Q and A, and we're gonna t- uh, kick things off. I'm actually gonna play two pieces of audio feedback. Each of them are like forty seconds a piece. And they're, they're roughly the same question. So first, Wade's call came in, and here's what Wade had to say. Hi, Cliff. This is Wade Wingler from the Assistive Technology Update podcast. We have a show where we highlight special technology for people with disabilities. I wanted to first thank you. I've learned a whole lot from your podcast, and I'm implementing a lot of your suggestions. But here's my question. I'm thinking I'd like to do a live show at some point in the future. I'd like to have folks call in with questions and answers, as well as share news about assistive technology. I've read some reviews about software and services that allow you to do the live show, but I'm not finding the perfect solution. So what kind of software or service do you recommend for producing a live show that would let me make that happen? And again, thanks for all you do for the podcasting community. Well, first and foremost, Wade, I want to say that in my mind, there is no perfect solution, but I will share with you some of my experiences. But I'm going to do so after I play Buddy's uh, question here and to make sure that uh, we that I'm, I'm, I'm addressing both of your questions and, and that I'm not missing anything out here. So here's what Buddy had to say. Hey, Cliff, this is Buddy from Anything Goes the Podcast at anythinggoespodcast.com. I am calling for the podcast Answer Man show. Um, I hear podcasters often refer to people chatting um, in their chat rooms during their live shows, but I haven't heard many people that do the podcast education touch on the how-to aspects of that. So I have two questions. Question one, how do you make your podcast live so people can participate during the recording? And two, how do you get a chat room set up, and do you recommend any products or applications to help out with those two issues. Thanks a lot for all you do. Everybody 
appreciates it. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy and Wade, thank you so much for those questions. Now, the very first thing that I want to do before I answer anything about how to pull off a live show, I am actually, I, I, I just did a search on my own website at podcastanswerman.com for pitfalls. All right, P-I-T-F-A-L-L-S. And I'm actually creating what's called a pretty link here so that I'm going to have a shortened URL and I am going to copy that and I'm going right over to my show notes. And of course, you'll be able to find this at uh, podcastanswerman.com under episode 221. And I'm going to put pitfalls of a lot of the live show format. So I'm doing that right now and I'm going to put paste. And uh, if you're interested, it's gspn.tv forward slash TT5. Otherwise, just go to uh, podcast answer man. Anyway, that is epi- that's going to point you back to episode number 41 of Podcast Answer Man. This was recorded back on December 17th, 2007. Wow, that, that's a blast from the past. Anyway, I know for a fact I talked about the pitfalls of the live show format and why I'm not a huge fan of brand new podcasters uh, doing the live show format. And, and now, there, now, let me tell you, there's a lot of benefits of doing a live show as well especially when it comes to building a community uh, and and all sorts of other things. So I just want to let you know there are some drawbacks to doing a a, a live show. I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode that I I linked back to there in the show notes. But I also want to encourage you, uh, if you are in the place where you feel like you're ready to take on a live show, it can be done. And as I said before, there is no perfect solution. There is no perfect way of doing this. Um, There are some ways that are easier than others. One, you could actually fire up this service called TalkShoe, T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E.com. And you go over to TalkShoe, you sign up for a free account, and you can basically call in uh, via the telephone line. And uh, you invite other people to call in via the telephone line, or you invite them to come to your your website that that TalkShoe gives you. They'll give you a, a page on their site. That will stream the audio of your telephone, you know, of the call that's coming in from your telephone. And uh, it will give the people the ability to be in a chat room with you uh, in what, you know, in this little pop up window. It'll stream your audio. It will give them a chat room. You can interact and watch them in the chat room. And also people who, who are called, they can call in by telephone. They can actually request to talk to you. You can and you can unmute them individually and bring them into the recording as well. Now, if you don't have any special equipment, this is all going to be recorded telephone calls. And and to be honest with you, I don't really care for those very much at all myself. Uh, I don't have any problem at all bringing in telephone callers or even live telephone callers. And I don't even have a problem with their audio quality not being the best. I just really have a strong opinion about at least having the the actual host and or co-hosts of the show sounding as best as possible. You know, preferably the host of the show at least should be in studio quality. So I was using TalkShoe for a very long time for my live shows. And what I would do is I got the JK Audio broadcast host, which you can find at JK or uh, podcastanswerman.com slash JK Audio. And I was using the broadcast host to dial out to that TalkShoe telephone line. And it would send out the audio clips. It would send out my voice and all of that stuff. And it would actually, as I unmuted people from that conference call, that their voice would travel through the conference calling bridge 
back in through my telephone line into my broadcast host and be brought into my my mixing board. And so that's that's how I brought in the live calls. And now for everybody who was listening live on TalkShoe, they all heard all, all my guests as if they were on the telephone. But guess what? When the show was live, they also heard me like I was on the telephone because, again, I was sending my audio from my telephone line via the broadcast host, the JK Audio broadcast host. I was sending them my audio signal over the telephone line. So I sounded like I was on the telephone to those who listened live, which I'm okay with that even. Uh, really, honestly, I am okay with that because, you know, it's it's not a big deal. I mean, it is a big deal, but but at the same time, um, what, what's most important is the quality of the overall recording that's going to be put into the RSS feed that people are going to download and listen while they're in the car or working out and stuff like that. That's the most important thing. You know, I think people will put up with the lower telephone only audio quality when there's the live participation aspect of it. All right. So, so I mean, it's worth maybe going to a live show and hearing the host of the show and all his guests in by via telephone audio quality, if I can chat with them and interact during the show or even call into the show, it's even worth it. So that's one solution. And that's a very easy solution. Um, if you just do the telephone only, it's not it, it's not an easy solution when you add all the equipment necessary to dial in. Now, you could try to pull that off by dialing in via Skype and doing a mix minus. That's one way to try that. I will tell you that um, when you dial in to TalkShoe at 724-444-7444, you can tell I've dialed that number many times. Um, when you dial into that number, you're going to have to punch in your 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 TalkCast ID number. You're going to dial in your PIN number potentially, or if, unless you have your caller ID set up correctly. Um, so... You're going to be setting all the, you're going to have to punch in some numbers. And of course, I will tell you the dial tones on Skype, uh, when it translates over to the TalkShoe conference calling bridge, it doesn't always pick them up. So it, sometimes it can take a very long time if you get it to recognize those, those dial tones. However, it, you know, some things are possible there. Um, now, when it comes down to it, there, there are other services like talk shoe there's there's blog talk radio and i have the same kind of issues with blog talk radio that i have with talk shoe and that is you know many times it's you know the audio quality is just not the great now blog talk radio brings in a pretty significant uh element of you know helping to promote your show on their site and and it helps build a little bit more of a you know of a i i think a little bit more of a following because they've been around for a very long time and i think they're doing some things right but um, the thing is, is their free account is a little, I think it, it is extremely limiting uh, and their paid account. I just think it's too expensive for what they offer. But when you compare to, you know, somebody like me who this is what I do, you know, I'd rather pay a little bit more in equipment and get it set up and do things my way. But then again, I'm extremely technical and I, I know how to set all this stuff up. And so there's a lot of people who just choose blog talk radio, they pay their monthly fees and they do it because, well, to be honest with you, it's just easier for them. You know, they'd rather not deal with anything else. They love the fact that they can just Skype in and it gives them better audio quality than if it was telephone and, and, and some other things. So, you know, there, there's an option there as well. Now, how do I do live shows, live shows? 
I like to I, I prefer not to send people over to talkshoe.com to interact with my brand. I prefer not to send people to blog talk radio uh, and where they're going to be faced with advertising and all that other stuff when they're when they're um, all, on a site that's not mine. I'm sending people I'm sending all my traffic to some other place that that I don't own and stuff like that. So I like creating a page on my site that has the live elements in it. So if you go to gspn.tv forward slash live, that's where I do my live shows on Thursdays, currently starting up at nine o'clock in the morning and going into uh, late in the afternoon. There's a schedule you'll be able to see on that page and all that other stuff. But um, gspn.tv slash live. Now, it's funny that you guys should call in because recently I'm having some issues with, with uh, well, back and forth with many of the different providers over the last couple months. But uh, I'm currently back to using my chat room is, is Chatango, all right? Chatango is what I'm using. And it's not my favorite, and it's actually blocked by a lot of people's work. And so that's a, that's a real bummer. But it's, it's the one that's been the most solid for me. And I've used a lot of chat rooms. I've used, I've used paid solutions Paid solutions for chat rooms, chatroll.com, C-H-A-T-R-O-L-L.com. And that worked for a while. And and their service, you know, even though I was paying monthly for it, uh, their service failed on me way too much. And so I I moved away from Chatroll. So I'm back to Chattango. um, and, And so I use that just for chat room, just for the chat room only. Now, I had been sending audio and video out via Ustream. Well, ever since Ustream started. Uh, and so it's been a very long time. I've had a great relationship with them. And I just redesigned my studio, uh, which, by the way, I'll tell you about in just a few minutes. But um, I just redesigned my studio and move everything, my Mac Mini, over to a different location. And it's set up just slightly different. But first, it, it's still the same Internet connectivity and nothing too much has changed. And all of a sudden, the last couple, or last week and this week, I can't get the vid, I can't get my when I broadcast, it says that I'm connected. It says that I'm broadcasting, but when I go to look at the embedded player, it's not showing anything. It's not even showing that I'm live. So something is wrong uh, with my UStream setup. And last week, I only had you know 40 minutes to play around with it uh, before my live shows. This week, I, I only had 30 minutes this morning to play around with it. And so uh, last week, I went to an alternative mode method, and I'm using a different method today. And in fact, I, would, I just real quickly here want to say that last week I gave Mixler a second chance, uh, and not that I not that I was writing Mixler off. I I did give my initial reactions to Mixler m i x l r dot com, and and just shared with you in that review that hey, I just in all fairness to Mixler, I I really only had a few minutes, and I'm trying it now, and and uh, haven't had a chance to look into it further. Well. Last week, I did. Uh, I was not able to get Ustream to work, and I wanted to try Mixler out anyway. So I went ahead and set up Mixler, saying, "You know what? I'm going instead of trying to make Mixler compete with the upstream bandwidth of my Ustream, since Ustream's not working, I'm going to just use run audio only this week." So I fired up Mixler. Sure enough, as long as Ustream wasn't eating up all the upload bandwidth, it loaded right up on my Mac Mini, no problem at all. And it, it picked up the audio, no problem at all, and set it out. And guess what? Even on the free service, the audio quality was amazing on Mixler. 
It was amazing. Uh, as far as that little glitch that I had when I first tried Mixler, um, I did not have that glitch anymore and didn't have anybody else report a glitch anymore. People, when they came to the live show, I, I embedded the, the Mixler widget on my site and by golly, peop, it worked. It worked great. So I was very delighted with how well Mixler worked for me last week. Now, the thing is, is uh, I would prefer having video and audio delivered together simultaneously and preferably through Ustream if I can get it back up and running again. Now, the thing is, is I would also like to have the Mixler audio only stream. But the thing is, is I don't have enough upload bandwidth to to support both of those, at least not the way that I have things set up now. And I, I may, ah, I may do something different. I don't know. There, there are a couple different things I'm working on, but here's the situation. What I recommend, what I'm doing, not what I recommend, but what I'm doing is I have a gspn.tv forward slash live page. It's just a page and I embed a chat room on it and I embed a widget or a player or something using either Ustream.tv, you create an account over there, you sign it all up. Now, the thing is, is, is Ustream.tv is just like TalkShoe in that they give you a chat room that you can use. They give you a channel, which is a page on their site, just like Blog Talk Radio and TalkShoe. Um, and they give you the video player and it can all happen on their site. But the thing is, is I don't want to say, hey, everybody, I'm going live. Find me at Ustream.com or Ustream.tv forward slash channel forward slash GSPN. That's not what I want. Matter of fact, you go over there, that site get, gets uglier and uglier and uglier every month. More and more advertisement every single month. And so instead, I say, hey, guys, come to gspn.tv forward slash live. And it's just the chat room and it's just the video player. Or last week, it was just the audio player. But you just get these services allow you to get some HTML embed code that you can then just put... Um, you can just put on your on your page and and you fire those up and then what you do is you you hopefully you're creating a decent community or following or connection of people on social media platforms so that when you uh, tweet that you're going or send out a status update that says hey I'm going live here's a link people come back to the site and start interacting with you you start sharing in your podcast that hey guys I'm going to be recording this show live on such and such day at such and such time and you give them plenty of notice hopefully you've got a mailing list that maybe you want to send out an email saying hey guys this is uh this is this is what's going on here uh, I'm doing this live show and and come and join me and and so yeah hopefully that answers your question that's that's those are the different things that I can think of uh off the top of my head I'm and and I hesitate to tell you this, but I am recording this show today live in front of an internet audience. I know I took it off the live show format and I plan on keeping it off the live show format, but today the schedule is all messed up. And so I am recording this show on Thursday. It's actually 2.50 in the afternoon. And uh, Brad is in the chat room, says, what's the difference between justin.tv and ustream.tv? Well, uh, I prefer ustream.tv for some reasons that I don't want to go into here uh, on this podcast. But I will tell you that for the average person who's using free services, not paying for anything premium, I think I possibly may lean a little bit further towards the justin.tv end because on ustream.tv, when when people come to your site, they actually have an issue where 
uh, that somebody loads up your site, the very first 30 seconds of your of your um, a video that they see is an advertisement. 30 seconds, which seems like an eternity when you've come here to fire up Ustream. So um, anyway, th- then, um, you know, I'm being told by my good friend, Father Roderick, that um, that people are sitting there watching his live show. And during his live show, during the live stream, it cuts away from his recording or his live stream to play them another advertisement. Now I've never seen that happen before, but I, I trust him. And, and so that's what he's saying is happening. And I think I, I can get the pre-roll 30 seconds is pushing it. But man, if I found out that if I found out there were advertisements that were stopping my live stream, playing another, another advertisement in the middle um, I can even deal with little pop-up advertisements that overlay on top of my live stream video. I could understand that, but if you stop my stream after they've already watched a pre-roll and you just interrupt my programming to bring them another 30-second commercial, I'm done. I'm out. All right, so that would not work for me. All right, so Justin.tv, I am using it today. All right, I am using it today, and and it's not something I plan on keeping. Uh, the, the audio quality in picture quality is not the greatest of what I'm experiencing today, but I think it's because I have the quality maybe throttled back and I didn't have enough time to play around with too many settings, but at least I've got video. At least I've got audio. It's not exactly the way I want it right now, but it's streaming and it is getting out there and it's better than just audio only. It's the audio quality is better on Mixler, but the thing is, is people want the, in, you know, people like the, the peeking into the the studio they like to see inside and and stuff like that now the the deal is is i want i want to um i want to actually provide both i want to provide an audio and video stream that work together that are pretty much synced good uh you know synced well uh and then i also i want that to be the default but i also want them to have the ability to just say hey stop this live stream video and audio and let me choose to play just the audio that's something that that that's where I'd like to get to and what I'm I'm working towards. So anyway, um, I share all of that just to share, you know, hey, it's it, there is no perfect solution. And and um, if you're looking for what I'm doing, I really encourage you on a Thursday, anybody out there listening on a Thursday, go to gspn.tv slash live. If it's between nine o'clock in the morning and let's say three o'clock in the afternoon, I certainly I uh, should have something going on at gspn.tv slash live, and I encourage you to check it out. Anyway, back to my notes here. I want to let you know, um, so I give you my updated thoughts on the Mixler. I'm, I'm really happy with Mixler, by the way. mixlr.com, and I look forward to finding even more exciting ways to incorporate that. Um, new studio tour. I want to let you know um, my new studio. I've been talking about this a little bit, but um, I've been working. For, I mean, it literally took me two weeks to completely tear, tear everything out of my studio and completely put everything back together. Two full weeks. And the reason why it took two, two full weeks is because, well, I had plenty of projects that I've been working on in the in the process of uh, doing this. I, I didn't stop everything. I was still working on things. So you know, a couple hours here, a couple hours there. And, 
and uh, you know, making sure that I'm still getting plenty of sleep and I'm not staying up all night to try to put things back together because that that works against my whole approach towards balanced uh, and healthy living. So um, I decided, you know, it's it's going to take some time, but I'm going to do it right this time. And if you want to see my new studio, I'm not releasing this video as a podcast episode. But if you want to go over to podcastanswerman.com forward slash new studio, podcastanswerman.com forward slash new studio. And that'll show you the video blog post that I did. It's like a 20 some odd minute video of me giving you a tour of everything that's going on in my studio, what it looks like and how I've wired, how I've wired everything up. The only thing is, is that every time if you watch that video, just every time I say the word wire tie, if you could just in your mind replace that with the word zip tie. All right. I realized that I did that at, in, in post-production that every time it's like those are zip ties. Those are zip ties. When I think wire ties, I think about those wires that that are like bread ties that anyway, but they're zip ties. Check it out. Podcastanswerman.com slash new studio. I also want to let you know that I recorded that video using a brand new camera that I have a Canon Vixia HF G10. That's Henry Frank George 1-0. This is a Canon Vixia HF G10 camcorder. And I have been salivating over this camera for a very long time. I've been wanting to um I've been wanting to record this this or buy this camera for a long time. I've had the money in my budget to buy the camera for a very long time, but I've always been scared about buying the camera as a result of how am I going to be able to get these MTS video files off of this camcorder and use it with anything I would want to use it for. For example, I do most of my video editing in a software that's only $99 made by Telestream called ScreenFlow. And it's it's just been amazing to be able to pull off, you know, some MOV or MP4 files off of my Kodak, you know, pocket HD cams and drag and drop those H.264 720p videos right onto the timeline and you're good to go. Well, I I decided, you know what, there's some features and functionality of this uh, that's built into this camera that I want. For example, I want to be able to have a good, clean, easy, smooth zoom in and out. I want to be able to have a viewfinder that I can, you know, turn over and so that I can actually point it at me while I'm videoing myself in the studio and doing product reviews and holding products in my hand. I want to be able to see, is this product actually in the screen? I want to know that. Um, you know, as I'm recording and, um, you know, there's, there's a couple other things I love about this camera, but I mean, it's, it's not a cheap camera. There are certainly a lot of Canon Vixia cameras that are much less expensive than the, the G10. Uh, the G10 is right now running $1,500, uh, and that's about what I paid for it. And I got that off of Amazon. I do have an affiliate link on my site, by the way, if you're interested, um, over at podcastanswerman.com for show notes of episode 221. But uh, the thing is, though, is, is there are there are much cheaper versions of this you know, this Vixia line, and they're all going to give you the MTS files and stuff like that. And they're all pretty much HD cams. Most of them have the hard drive built in, and it depends on what size of the hard drive. Most of them accept SD cards that you can put in as well. 
And so, uh, so, so many different features, but this one, I, I, I chose to go with this one because I heard so many wonderful things about it. It's supposedly really great because of the sensors that it has. It, it's almost got like a prosumer sensor in it and it supposedly is really great in low light situations. And, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've spent many years buying just the bare minimums and, and sometimes you have to do that. And I've certainly had to do that many times. And, this is one of those times where, you know what, I've, I've been, you know, I, sp- you know, recently I've been upgrading a lot of things. Uh, you know, when it came to my lighting, I'm still, I still feel like I spent the bare minimum on lighting. I spent the bare minimum on a, on a green screen that I did purchase. I haven't used yet, but uh, something's going to happen with that in the future. I'm sure of it. Um, you know, so I, I spent the bare minimum on lighting. I spent the bare minimum on a green screen, but I splurged a little bit. I went ahead and splurged on the wireless mic system over at podcastanswerman.com slash UWP. That's Unicorn William Paul. Podcastanswerman.com slash UWP is my wireless mic system uh, video blog post. And I, I splurged on this camera. I really did. I wanted to go ahead and get something that I I, I really feel is is more than I need. And that way I can grow into it. So um, I like that. Now, so what am I doing? How am I getting those? How did I get those three files that I recorded on my Canon Vixia camera and get those over to my uh, ScreenFlow software? And I used a program that I found in the Mac App Store called uh, MTS Converter for cam- converting camcorder video to H.264. I'll tell you what, all you need to do is go to the Mac App Store and type in OnSoft MTS. A-U-N-S-O-F-T, OnSoft, A-U-N-S-O-F-T, M-T-S, Converter. Or you just go to podcastanswerman.com, look for show notes for episode 21, and there's a link to the uh, Mac App Store um, listing there for that software. And it allows me to just drag and drop the MT, M- multiple M-T-S files if I want to and choose to convert them. I actually convert them from the 1080p 30 frames per second down to uh, 720p 30 frames per second. And you can even be more granular with the export settings. And it converts them over to MP4 files. Now, the thing is, is it is transcode, transcoding those files. And so I, re, you know, I spent about 30 or 45 minutes recording video. And then I waited 30 or 45 minutes for it to transcode. Well, I didn't wait for it. I let it happen in the background. And then I went and did some other work. And when it said it was done, and then I went back and said, okay, now I can drag these MP4 files into ScreenFlow and start editing. So I just built it into my workflow. It's not that it, well, it's it's a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal. All righty. So, so anyway, I just want to let you know I am very happy with it. And if you decide to get some kind of Canon Vixia camera, um, even if you don't want the uh, H10, uh, you know, the, most of them come out with these MTS files and that OnSoft, A-U-N-S-O-F-T software is uh, a very good software. It's it's thirty nine. It's twenty nine dollars. And you buy it once and you can install it on all of your Mac computers, which is really, really cool. All right. uh, Next up, I got a call from Randy who wants some advice for uh, what if I want to sponsor a podcast. Randy, take it away. Hey, Cliff. This is Randy calling from Orange County, California. I'm calling with a question for uh, Podcast Answer Man. Um, I have a question about sponsorships. And in particular, the contract or potential contract 
uh, I am going to be sponsoring um, an unofficial Disneyland podcast called Tales from the Mouse House. Uh, as a travel agent that specializes in Disney travel, uh, that was a real good fit for me. And so we've kind of had the initial discussions uh, and have agreed that it's it's going to be a good arrangement. But we need to work out the contract. And I've never sponsored a podcast before, and this particular podcast has never had a sponsor before. So uh, as we're going through the contract part of it, I kind of like to get an idea of what we should keep in mind as far as things that should be in the contract, things that you know maybe we should discuss but don't necessarily need to be in there. Um, and I think maybe the biggest part of that is what we should include that their obligation to me would be like what I could expect from them besides just being mentioned at the beginning and end of each episode and what they can expect from me besides the sponsorship money. So any suggestions or feedback or thoughts that you can provide there on uh, things to include or even some things not to include, things that would be wise not to include, would be very much appreciated. So thank you very much, and I look forward to hearing you talk about this soon. Have a great day. Bye. All right. Uh, let's see here. Randy, thank you very much for the question submitted here for Podcast Answer Man. And I do have some thoughts on this. And And you know what? Uh, when it comes down to it, th- this is always going to be a case by case scenario, you know, and, and it and it depends a lot on what your values are, what your goals are. Um, you know, is the goal to financially gain from this? Is the goal going to be exposure? You know, just exposure for my brand online. You know, it, it, understanding uh, first and foremost when you put out um, advertising, sometimes it takes several impressions before it starts paying off. And so you got to think also, you know, what what's my expectations here of how long before I think I'm going to get a return on my investment? And and you actually have to decide for yourself, what is the return that I'm looking for? Is, is it just people coming to visit my site? Is it, you know, people getting acquainted for who, with who I am? How am I going to measure these things? These are all things that I think are, you know, I can't tell you what you should be looking towards, but there's a lot of things that go into to, uh, creating a sponsorship kind of deal here. Now, um, I am going to share with you a um, uh, so, some thoughts on on how I approach sponsorships. One of the things that I do is is I try to communicate to potential sponsors not necessarily how awesome the size of my community is. You know, I, I've got hundred thousand subscribers and blah blah blah. You know what? There, that's great. That, you know that you have that many subscribers. The question is, is how influential are you when it comes to the topic for which you are sponsoring? So, for example, you know, it, it, um, I don't think I would. I don't think uh, I would be a really great. Um, I don't think it'd be great for anybody to come. And even if I had a podcast, let's just say I had a general topic podcast for the TV show Lost. And let's just say I had 250,000 subscribers. You know, if somebody says, hey, Cliff, I really want to advertise uh, my magazine subscription service for sports, you know, uh, for Sports Illustrated. I'm, that's not going to be a really good fit. Uh, now, maybe if I had 250,000 subscribers, uh, even the fact that I have absolutely zero interest in sports whatsoever, maybe you're going to get some return on your investment. But chances are that's not good, a good fit for me. 
But when it comes down to it, I mean, if, if you had maybe some lost bobbleheads that you created and people who listen to my show are addicted to the TV show Lost, well, you know, chances are if I just create a podcast about the TV show Lost and I have some decent content, but I really don't connect with my audience very well, you know, I might, let's just say you have an, a Lost podcast that has, mm, let's say, 35,000 downloads per episode, all right, 35 thousand downloads but the to be honest with you the the podcast is really popular mainly because the tv show is popular and people are just desperate for content chances are you're probably going to sell some bobbleheads as a result of your sponsorship now what if however um you had another podcast that was devoted to the tv show lost and maybe it only has i don't know 15 or twenty thousand subscribers you know, obviously a lot less subscribers than the other podcast, but on this podcast, there's a community built about around it. There, There's people who are engaged in a relationship with that sponsor and that sponsor, or I'm sorry, with that podcast producer and that podcast producer is consistently pouring themselves out to that community, offering value week after week, really doing everything above and beyond the call of duty and, and just really just over delivering all the time. You know, chances are if you find a, a, you know, you and by the way, what if that podcast only had 1,000 subscribers? Well, chances are you could probably, and and I, and I say probably because I, I and, and I know this to be a fact. So let, let's just say if, what if you had something really ridiculous? Uh, you had a lost podcast with only 1,000 subscribers. Well, what what if your return on investment was that you found this podcaster who had the 35,000 subscribers and you end up selling 80 bobblehead you know 80 people buy your bobbleheads all right maybe that's a good return for you well the thing is is what if i told you that it's you probably could potentially if you if things are right you could potentially sell 80 bobblehead or 80 bobbleheads that that's ridiculous that's a super small amount so a thousand subscribers let's just say you sell 400 bobbleheads 400 people buy bobbleheads well it's it's it shouldn't be too hard for somebody with 35,000 subscribers if the target audience is right to sell 400 bobbleheads okay now with somebody who has a thousand subscribers though that that podcast producer could probably uh duplicate that 400 per, you know bobblehead sale so obviously a much smaller audience. And so it's. I just want to say and, and suggest first and foremost, don't do what so many other sponsorships and advertisement relationships and all this other stuff do. And that is, number one, tell me about the size of your audience. You know, because that's baloney. And, and, and I, don't even, I don't even like to start a conversation with the size of the audience. Now, it's not because I'm, I'm afraid because I have a small audience, but it's because, you know what, there's so much more value that, a, that somebody can bring to you if they are bringing more than just the size of the audience, but are they, do they have a relationship? And so you have to kind of factor in those values as well. Now, there's so much more that could be said all about sponsorship and, and, and all these other things. And I cover a ton of this stuff for on the podcast producer end in my podcasting A to Z course. But what I'll do is, is the other thing, I'm just going to address a couple other very short um, bits of, uh, and little bits and pieces of this puzzle. Um, the, the next one is, you said, what can I expect of them? You know, obviously I can expect them to say something at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show and maybe something in the middle. 
I'm going to suggest that maybe you you actually request and require that they don't say your name at the front of the show. You know, and 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 to give you a reason why, I mean, this is I hear this every single week, um, and I'm going to play. Um, uh, I'm just going to play the. Uh, let's do Mac Break Weekly real quick. I'm going to play the first few seconds of their show, and I'm going to count. I want to. I'm going to. I'm going to count down here how long it is before we finally get to the actual. Hey, everybody! Here's our content for today. All right, and actually, I'm pulling up my clock application i'm going to set my stopwatch i'm resetting i'm hitting play and here we go netcasts you love from people you trust this is twit bandwidth for MacBreak weekly is provided by cashfly at c-a-c-h-e-f-l-y dot com This is Mac Break Weekly, episode 257, recorded July 26th, 2011. There is no step four. Mac Break Weekly is brought to you by GoToMeeting. Meet easily with clients and colleagues, even when traveling or working remotely. For your free 30-day trial, visit GoToMeeting.com, promo code MacBreak. And by Hover.com. Hover is domain name registration and management that's simple. Check out Hover's new domain and email management tools at macbreak.hover.com and make sure you use the offer code MACBREAK to save 10%. And by PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro. Go paperless and easily edit and sign PDFs with the affordable PDF Pen Toolkits from Smile Software. For a free demo, visit smilesoftware.com slash macbreak. Time for Mac Break Weekly, our first there episode from the brand new... All right, so there you go. I just played that one minute, 18 seconds before we finally get to the content of the show. And honestly, that's actually much quicker than than what it's been in some ep- other episodes. Now, here's the situation. Now, during this episode of Mac Break Weekly, which is one hour and 26 minutes long, uh, there is going to be three advertisements for those three sponsors of the show or those three advertisers of the show and i can tell you right now some of those some of those advertisements when they do the host spoken is sometimes going to be three four five minutes and i really believe that the host spoken endorsement in the middle of your show if done right is the is the thing that really gets people and what what happens is i've gotten to the point now where i always make sure that I hit play and I forward through the first minute or so of the show. I always fast forward through it because I know I, I just don't want to hear it. And and I, and the thing is, is it drives me crazy. I consider it to be an intrusion. I consider it to be a hindrance to listen to. And so I really encourage you, you know, maybe, hey, everybody think I can imagine, you know, Mardell.com, our sponsor, I could imagine saying, you know, hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart sponsored by Mardell.com and then move right on in. But I don't need Mardell.com. This episode is sponsored by Mardell.com. You know, Mardell.com is an online uh, Christian education Per, you know, publisher and distri- or distributor where you can find all this and this and this and even more, by the way, use all in the beginning of the show. There's no reason for that to be there. You know, if people are real, because if you're afraid that people are going to miss your advertisement because and that's why you have to get it right in at the beginning of the show, 
Well, chances are you're 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 sponsoring the wrong show because you want to sponsor a show where you're pretty much assured you you feel a good um, chance that people are engaged at you know as just as engaged thirty minutes into that podcast as they are in the first thirty seconds of that podcast. And in fact, you're going to be the audience is going to be more engaged, and there's going to be more people engaged in the content if they're not tuning out after you know sixty seven seconds and you know, man, I'm I'm still not even into the content yet. A lot of people are checking out before they even get to the content because it's ad, 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 ad. So those are just some initial thoughts off the top of my head. I really believe what you should do is, is communicate what it is you want them to say and not give them a script. That's the other thing. Sometimes these commercials are scripted. It's just they're reading the same thing over again. Now, I would I would recommend that you give them some touch points of things to say about your things, some high points, and occasionally maybe a, a little, no, hey, can you make a special note of this particular thing? Now, what happens is when you don't give them a script, chances are you potentially could run into a problem where they go on and on and on, where they talk for 10 minutes about your product or service because they're so excited about having you as a sponsor. And guess what? That's just going to annoy your... Their, their audience. And, and it, it could get to the place where like, I'm tired of Audible. I wish Audible would stop sponsoring podcasts. I really do. I wish they would quit because I used to love Audible and, and, and stuff, but I just hate hearing about Audible picks of the week in, in podcasts where they're actually saying, you know what? We're going to take a pick of the week this week. We're going to talk about this book and it's all about po- politics. And I'm like... I hate listening to politics. I hate, I don't, I'm not going to read a book about politics and I'm listening to a podcast about the Mac and I don't want to hear about politics and I, I'm not going to read this book and, and they go on for, you know, four minutes about a book about politics because it's a requirement of their sponsorship that they, cho- that they choose a pick of the week or something. It's like, that's crazy. As far as what do you put in a contract? Honestly, I'm all about simple language. All right. Um, and in fact, I'm looking at, uh, Daryl, who is actually the person responsible for my, uh, sponsorship for Mardell for family from the heart. He says, I agree. I agree. I refuse to use audible as a sponsor because it means nothing. They, uh, they have oversaturated their brand in the podcast market. Exactly. So what I am going to do is when it comes to a contract, I'm going to, now I'm not going to provide this online or anything like that, but I, I will read to you my sponsorship agreement leaving out the pricing. All right. Everybody knows that I have a sponsorship contract with Mardell and I have had one for three and a half years and it's a very, very good uh, thing. And, and as far as what do you expect? I'm, and I'm not even going to go there on pricing with you because honestly, that's between you and the individual content producer that you're working with. And that can be all over the place. So that's for you guys to worry, worry about. But let me tell you, this is this is what the contract says. It says, Mardell Incorporated agrees to, agrees to sponsor the gspn.tv podcast titled Family from the Heart at X number of dollars per episode, totaling four episodes a month for the duration of six months. Sponsorship will begin during the first week of April 2011 and will run through the end of September 2011. This sponsorship is applicable for 24 episodes of the Family from the Heart podcast, which will be a total of X number of dollars. As a call to action for the listener, 
a 10% discount will be offered for those who use the promo code GSPN while, sh- while in the shopping cart on the sponsor's website. Payment. This is the next paragraph in my, in my contract. Payments will be made to Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC and mailed to this address, and that's it. All right? Then the last paragraph. In return for the sponsorship... GSPN.TV and Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC agrees to place a brief host-spoken endorsement within each sponsored episode that states that this episode is sponsored by Mardell.com. By the way, (laughs) that's all that's in the contract. That's all I'm required to say. Literally, if I wanted to, as the content producer... I could record six months of of Family from the Heart, and the only thing I'm required by contract to say is this episode is sponsored by Mardell.com, and then move on. I don't. I, I could say it in the beginning. I could say it at the end. I could say I could say it anywhere in the episode, and I would be fulfilling my contract. Now, do I do that? No, I give them much more than that. But that's all my contract requires of me is that it says this episode is sponsored by Mardell.com. All right. And then the rest of my contract says this. This is a renewal of a previous six month sponsorship agreement in which we will continue to provide our content, uh, provide our contact, Mardell Incorporated. uh, And I got his name in here in the loop as to the subject matter of the topics that are covered in upcoming episodes of the podcast. Uh, In the event that the podcast proposed topic does not fit with the values of Mardell Incorporated, the company may request that we reconsider a new topic for the for approval. Uh, before mon- uh, mentioning that Mardell Incorporated is a sponsor of the show with that subject matter. By signing below, I agree to the list uh, listed terms of, of the sponsorship. So as you can see, I just typed up this stuff. And in fact, um, you know, it, I, I didn't even, when I, I had never written a contract before, there is no legalese in there. Uh, and when they asked me, say, hey, we, we would love to sponsor your podcast. Will you send us over a contract? I just went into Google Docs and typed up what you what you pretty much read there, what I just read to you there, and that was it. And I'm sitting there thinking, he's like, "Okay, great, I'm going to forward this over to my legal department." And I'm like, "Oh, great, they're going to laugh at him." And he's like, "Who are you dealing with? Some kind of you know kid in his basement or something?" <laughs> and it's like, I, I, but he's like, "Hey, you know what? They like this. They just want to ask you if you'll add this one phrase in there." You know, and and I'm like, really? They're okay with that? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, if you'll just add that one phrase, I will, um, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and sign it and send it right over to you. And by golly, it was that easy for me. And um, so, yeah, but, you know, hopefully this has been helpful to you, Randy. I, I, you know, if you're looking to sponsor a podcast, I would really make sure that you're comfortable with, you know, the the representation that that, that, that host, that content producer is and the kind of relationship that they have with their community and the stronger that relationship is that bond that they have with their audience probably the better return is off of your investment of course you know big numbers are important if you don't feel like that strong bond is there and and stuff like that and of course the larger the audience in that case potentially the the greater the response but there's so much more to be said about this and honestly i mean gosh there there could be an entire you, there could be an entire three-hour video audio tutorial, actually all about you know spon- ho- you know podcast sponsorship, and I certainly spend at least that much time talking about these kind of things, monetizing podcasts and things of that nature. But hopefully, this has been a good beginning course of, of action for you to think about and uh, 
if you're interested in more information, uh, hopefully uh, you'll let me know. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. Um, I will be back again next week where I already have a ton of content uh, planned for next week's show. And uh, just to let you know, next week, folks, I am going to get to Randy, who has a question about some odd sounds coming from his Heil uh, PR40 microphone. Lee wants to know how to set up your microphone or your mixer for your own personal sound. I'll get to those next week. I got plenty more. But hey, if you want to call in your questions uh, for Podcast Answer Man, I encourage you to do so at 859-795-4067. Again, that phone number is 859 795 Four zero six seven. Um, let's see here. Also, want to let you know, Podcast Answer Man is uh, the podcasting A to Z course. I am doing another course uh, starting in September. I've already got one spot filled. If you want to get in early for that, I will uh, sign you up and, and give you ninety nine dollars off the normal cost. Uh, what you'll need to do is go over to Podcast. Uh, podcasting a to z.com or no just go to podcasting a to z.com check out the videos if you want the discount um yeah email me email me cliff at podcastanswerman.com and i'll get you set up that way because i I don't have the promo code or discount code set up just yet but uh go ahead and do that podcasting a to z.com you'll get in um and we'll get you started september 5th monday september 5th is when it starts folks that is it I'm wrapping up and uh, I look forward to being back off the live schedule or after the live show format next week for this show. And uh, until next time, I encourage you to join the community. Join the community.